Okay, we are live. Live. The Wrong Com Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. My name is Aaron Dunn. And as always, we're going to be talking about Strong Com. Making your com stronger. C-O-M. That's com. That means together or in common. That's what that root word means. And I use it as a springboard to speak with really intelligent people about communication, community building, and how those two things build stronger companies, whether that's the company that you're building like a business or the company that you keep. Like my friend, Trent Spratton. Real quick about Trent. Trent is an accomplished marketer, uh, a bit wizard. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, experience uh, coming to this podcast. He's a corporate event manager for Five Star Institute in the past, um, executive director of media for Tony Romo's Sports Con. He's worked directly with Tony Romo. I mean, if you didn't want to listen to him before, you should now. But uh, his, his, his daily role is as chief marketing officer for Stonewater Roofing. And if you are pretty much anywhere in Texas, you probably know that name because they're everywhere. So um, that's the brief. That's that's my cliff note version of my introduction. Uh, I'll let Trent give an introduction to himself. Trent, how you doing? Uh, great, man. Those were all very, uh, very kind words. You make it sound so pretty when you say it, but uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to talk with you. Uh, you know, we, we've collaborated in the past on, a, on numerous things, and you've shown me a lot of just really cool, innovative things that we can do with technology. So I'm excited to, uh, you know, mine the gold for our listeners today. Yeah, man, it's kind of cool seeing what you've done grow like it has over the years. I think when you had first started is when you, me, and Carlos had kind of gotten together and really kind of tapped into the whole legit live streaming uh, with the overlays and, you know, our names at the bottom of the screen and all that stuff. Um, the sim- stuff to us, it seems kind of simple, but it really sets your your content apart from the norm of the average Joe with the cell phone of, hey, I'm live at such and such place or what have you. But it's been really cool to see and congrats on all your accomplishments as well. Well, I appreciate that. So Trent, for those that might be unaware or just they might be aware, but they just don't understand. Could you explain, you know, your uh, what Stonewater Roofing is, um, you know, because there's a lot of roofing companies out there. But to me, you know, I've always admired Stonewater from afar because of the marketing, because of how strong of a brand it is um, for a variety of reasons. Could you go into like Stonewater a little bit, the kind of the cliff note version of Stonewater a bit and then your role there and what you do? Yeah, in a nutshell, it was started by uh, our CEO, Roland Brown. He and I went to high school together, graduated together uh, from uh, Robert E. Lee in 1998. And he had always had a uh, very much an entrepreneurial mindset, even during high school. And I had actually worked for him uh, when I was working down in Austin as a side job in one of his businesses that he first started. Um, And then... Uh, it evolved to him opening Stonewater back in 2010. Um, and he started in the spare bedroom of his grandmother's house in West Tyler. And through a lot, a lot of amount of hard work and dedication, he's grown it into a, uh, I think our record year last year was 19 million in total revenue, um, which put us in the top 100 roofing contractors in the nation. And uh, that's probably the biggest accomplishment the company's had um, on a national scale thus far is being recognized from that standpoint. But um, he's a legit Tylerite that uh, has uh, over the past few years brought on uh, other talented individuals. Uh, one, another stakeholder is Jacob Law. Um, he's a veteran, so not only are we minority owned, but veteran owned as well. And uh, you know, together those guys have amassed a team of uh, pretty solid people that have helped grow this company and continue to grow the company uh, at a record pace. And I'm glad to be a part of it. It's cool to watch. And it's a homeboy from back in the day. Yeah, that's just icing on the top. And I mean, it's cool to watch from my view. It it must be cool to watch when, you know, you someone like yourself is in, you know, I mean, you're in the control room. 
you know, you're, you're behind the scenes and you're helping make that happen. So uh, touch on that a little bit. I know you don't want to talk about yourself too much, but uh, I'm going to force you into it. So Trent, what, what do you do? What's your, you know, your, your brains behind the marketing uh, operations. So take me just real quick through your day. Well, first and foremost, I've, uh, had a knack for being able to put the right people in the right position to help carry out my crazy lunatic ideas that I come up with as far as marketing activations go. And uh, Phil Stoskis, uh, who handles things out of our Dallas office, uh, actually Bedford office, it's um, our brick and mortar storefront is opening here in the next couple months. Um, and then Anissa Albers, who works here uh, and Tyler out of our office. And, uh, you know, together we're able to do things that are very much outside the box from your normal uh, marketing approach. You know, you can be, like you said, there's a thousand, anybody that can swing a hammer and nails and shing, uh, to a shingle and affix it to a house can legit call themselves a roofer. You don't have to have a license to do it, uh, which makes competing in the market or really earning trust of people in the community a very difficult thing to do because there's so many fly-by-night guys that give legit companies like ourselves in the industry a bad name. And, you know, luckily we've been able to, over the past couple of years, uh, showcase the Stonewater brand uh, in a way that's not uh, your normal uh your normal company where it's obvious that we're here for the long haul. And, uh, it's, you know, we prove that by what we do within the community, um, and helping our neighbors doing, uh, activations that, uh, while we could be spending thousands of dollars on television advertising, uh, people engage with our content more. If we take that, those thousands of dollars and spread them out to people in need of the community and, capture that content through video again through uh the talents of our the skill sets of the members of our team uh, and being able to put that together and showcase and tell that story of how the brand is legitimately helping people within the community and not just throwing money at a cause and saying oh we gave thousands of dollars to you know nonprofit a anybody can do that but why not do the legwork yourself get out in the community and legit change people's lives and be a part of that uh that change and that you know that shift in mindset from people that may be down and out on their luck and seeing that you know that sense of hope albeit even if it's for just a second it's uh that's where the reward is and when we're able to do that that's what earns our trust with people and people understand that you know it's uh we're not going anywhere so we the the key i think that uh, Stonewater has above the rest is that we are 100% transparent in all of our work and uh, what we do in the community and as a company as a whole. So I could go on and on, but I'll just ramble and ramble. Did it lock up? You're frozen. <laughs> there you are. We good? Yeah. Okay, cool. No, that's no, that's great, man. That's great. And and we're gonna touch on all that, like because because you, you really do a lot of work within the community and that's why I'm so thankful to have you on. So but before we get on that, I do wanna touch on the messaging of Stonewater and really talk about the communication. So we'll jump in the in the three C's uh in, in that linear fashion that we always do on the show. So um one thing that you mentioned is the the kind of and, and something I wanted to ask you about is the creative variety that Stonewater has. There's always something new coming up with Stonewater. It's you know I, I like like you said anybody can swing a hammer anybody can take a picture on top of a roof, but Stonewater takes it into a, a different level in a lot of different ways. Um, and you know maybe you can touch on that a little bit. Um, one of those ways that that's really interesting to me is the live events. And that's something of your expertise. So I wanted to ask about that. Like what, what is the motivation behind getting Stonewater involved in so many different live events rather than just saying, Hey, here's a bucket of money. Let's just plaster it into the, every TV station there is, you know, because if there's a, there's a TV in a home, then that home's got a roof, but you know, you're, you're actively trying to get people out of the house under something, somebody else's roof and, 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 uh, use utilizing, uh, your marketing spend that way. So what's the appeal of live events? 
Yeah, so it's really about that face-to-face engagement, the old grassroots approach. Um, you know, while the only way that really works, I think, for Stonewater is the fact that people recognize the brand, um, you know, the, the blue water drop that's on all of our signs, all of our trucks, billboards, TV, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but people have to be able to relate to you somehow. Nobody gives a you-know-what about a roof until they need one. And when they need one, it's going to be a knee-jerk reaction. Oh, hell, who do we call? Um, But if we're top of mind, if we can get as close to top of mind as possible, uh, the best route of doing that is that direct engagement so that people are able to recall and relate. Oh, yeah, let's go talk to those guys that were, you know, big sponsors at Red Dirt and, you know, had this, that, and the other going on or that produced that show with CeeLo Green and Screech and all that crazy stuff. And, you know, it's really just getting people to engage directly with the brand, uh, being able to showcase the personalities, individual personalities of the people within the company um, that they engage with physically at those events and uh, and all that. That's really just kind of the mindset behind it. I just think that it yeah. works. It goes, it goes a lot farther if, uh, if people are able to engage directly and they're good. They can then say, okay, yeah, they got cool marketing. We see there are signs everywhere, but those people really are cool. They'd be, they'd probably be cool to hang out with or cool to work for. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's totally the, the vibe that I get so many, uh, so much of the time because, you know, you're, you're really calling to mind the, this, the, the concept of hosting the party. I mean, you guys host the party most of the time, you know, there, there's a lot of big parties and big events that happen. And if, you know, like I, I didn't get to go to the CeeLo Green concert, but I had friends that went. But if you host the party, you know, I'll, you know, by proxy, you're just kind of right there with CeeLo, you know. So, I mean, it's, you know, you're 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 really creating a lot of affinity there and you're creating um, those special experiences that can't be that can't be taken away. They can't, you know, it's really hard to replicate. Um, yeah. You're so, you know, we're going to that CeeLo Green show was was an awesome experience because it was the first one that had actually been truly p- produced by uh, Stonewater slash uh, Ring, which we can get into that in a bit. But, uh, you know, being able to do something that was a very, very organic crazy idea that everybody was like well say everybody some of my friends were like oh here's another you know crazy idea of yours let's see if it actually happens and then here we are with arcade games and screech and debo from friday walking around and CeeLo jumping up on stage the numbers at that show i'll say this again with transparency the numbers of that at that show were super super low um but again, a lot of it had to do with, you know, aside from the things that myself, my team could have done better is the, uh, again, getting people to grasp on that. Okay. This seems absolutely crazy. There's no way these people are coming to Tyler and them not truly buying into it. And then they see that it happens and it's like, Oh damn, I missed it. Which actually gives us leverage going into the next show because then people are like, okay, those guys do not jack around. Let's go see what crazy stuff they get into this time. So it's it's been really, really interesting to see how uh, not only sponsoring events, but producing events um, has helped grow the brand and really, again, showcase the, uh, the personality, culture, I guess, of the company. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of nuggets there that, you know, I think anybody can take is that like, how can, you know, by doing those things, by saying, you know, by aligning the brand with a particular set of experiences, whether it's red dirt or a musician or, uh, you know, a, a festival or food or whatever it is, whatever that event is, if you're not only just throwing money at it and sponsoring it, but you're actually actively producing it, it does showcase, you know, the type of brand that you are. Um, and that's, yeah, that's, a, that's very well put. Um, another point about communication I wanted to touch on is, you know, so uh, events aside, there's a lot of content that comes out of Stonewater uh, across Facebook, Instagram, and the other media channels that you you uh, have a presence on, um, that's that's just really different. I mean, like I was looking at your 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 website. You've got about fifteen blog posts 
for this year so far. And then of course you're very consistent on social media all the time as well, but it's not just, you know, you know, a guy on a roof, you know, Hey, let us, you know, give you a free estimate or something like that. So could you touch on the creative variety of content that you come out with? Because I know that's a challenge for a lot of people. I hear that a lot from people uh, who, you know, ask me questions about, Hey, Aaron, what do I do for marketing? You, you, you say that you got all the answers, you know, what, what do I do? What do I post? How do you approach the, the, the content when you're, when you're putting out so much, how do you keep it fresh and alive to keep people engaged? Well, with us, we're lucky just from a, being able to have fresh content, literally every day we're putting on roofs, multiple roofs in multiple cities. So there's no shortage of content opportunities per se. Um, I wish that I had, you know, the, uh, the staff of like a television station where I could just dispatch out photographers to go capture all the stuff that we actually do on a daily basis. Um, and we will wind up having a 30 minute, you know, episode of the day in the life of Stonewater, which actually would be kind of cool. But, um, you know, we obviously have that, but being able to do stuff that when you're, again, we go back to Facebook. Some people have searched on Facebook when they've been in need of a roofing company. But if we're honest with ourselves, the majority is not going to Facebook to look for that type of service. They want stuff that they can relate to, that they can laugh at, that they can engage with, that they can reminisce, um, you know, nostalgia. Again, uh, I've discovered that that goes a super, super long way. And I've seen countless aficionados in the industry speaking to that, how, uh, you know, the uh, being able to tug at the heartstrings of old uh, really gets people to talk. And whether it has anything to do with your service, your product or whatever, if you got them engaging about that on your page, you know, we all know how Facebook works. If they, you know, engage or they like or comment or whatever, that blue bubble is going to pop up next to it if they could receive an invite to like your page. And if it's blue, that means that they've never engaged with your page before, because if you're doing your social media, right, you're staying on top of that and inviting everyone that engages with every single comment of every single post. So that's really how we're able to gauge how effective some of our content is on a uh, outer network reaching capability, outer network being people that don't currently follow our page. So just to give you an example of that is, uh, you know, I was 100% biased because Wienerland was my number one place to eat back in the day when it was open, the original Wienerland. I grew up on it. And the unique thing about it was that is the steepest pitch roof of a commercial building in the city of Tyler. It's a uh, what they call an 1812 pitch, super, super steep. And so I tied that element into the piece of content but then put the tag in the copy of uh, what's your favorite memory, share your favorite memory of Wienerland and the winner will be selected to receive a case of Der Wiener Stitzel chili, which Der Wiener Stitzel was the original before it became Wienerland. And uh, I just happened to find a place online that you can buy the, the chili from. So I was like, well, we'll just make some stupid little contest this way. And it was to date next to giving away Cowboys tickets. It's the highest performing <laughs> post that we've ever done since the company started. And we gained, I don't know, we just busted 5,000 likes uh, last night and we got a ton of traction out of that, out of that post alone because people just wanted to, you know, invite to follow your page, their page after, if it's fresh on their mind, after they've just reminisced about how they used to take their wife, their now wife on their first date there and blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is such a special place. And you hit them with that invite to follow page. They're like, hell yeah, I'm following these guys. Yeah, man. That- and and may, they may not need a roof for six years, but when they do, hopefully they'll remember, you know what? Let's call those guys that gave us that wiener stencil chili. <laughs> you know, it's you know it could be as simple as that. That man, that's a masterclass right there in in uh, engagement and in uh, in creative content. That's that's some excellent stuff. Um, you gotta get people engaged, man. If they're just liking and all that, that's well and good. Numbers look good and all that, but 
unless they're engaging and talking and commenting. I mean, even if it's even if it's negative sometimes and you're able to spin it into something positive again, that's a huge win. I think that's underestimated there. Unfortunately, doesn't have a legit social media marketing value, but if you're able to take a, you know, a, uh, every business has them, but the occasional upset customer or disgruntled customer or the person that just has something they want to complain about that day and turn it into something positive, um, or alleviate those issues. I mean, it's a great thing and we're able to do that again by being able to if we're able to put out content that constantly shows our unique personality and culture of the company um people are understand that you know we're not just some i really haven't come up with a good term or what it is but we're we're not your average show company yeah yeah and I, I i love how you you touched a little bit on you know it's so how important that activation is and you've you've talked to you you've mentioned that word a couple of times just brand activations and how you know there i i don't know if that is a practice you know unless you're unless you're deep into social media every day if you're if you're really actively and you're in the you're on the field uh, the passive business owner that has a business account, a business Facebook account that, you know, they, they don't always check into this person just liked your page or when you check in to see who's liked to post, if you can invite them to like your page, how important that really is. That's where the money's at. If you're spending money, if, if you're spending money on ads on Facebook and you're not doing that, just put your money in an envelope, send it to my personal address and I'll help you. I'll help you out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, so, so, so that, that piece there, but also just knowing your community, I think that's such a valuable thing too, because, you know, say, say there's thousands and thousands of people who listen to this, uh, podcast that's outside of the Tyler market. Wienerland is just a hot dog stand that, you know, uh, that, that people unfortunately- are like that don't know. They're like, what is Wienerland? What are these? weirdos talking about yeah yeah so it creates curiosity for those that you know happen to see this post because it was shared because of a contest but it's also you know it it hits on that nostalgia button that 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 really resonates that actually makes an impact and that's so funny that you made the connection it's you know outside of cowboys dallas cowboys tickets which costs a ton of money well i say a ton of money it costs a lot of money to buy cowboys tickets right even though the, the cheapest Cowboys tickets are expensive. And, uh, I mean, this, I think we both boosted it with like 50 bucks and it had hundreds of comments, hundreds of shares. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Plus the cost of the cans of chili, whatever that was. <laughs> Awesome. So uh, before we break into community to a greater degree or to, yeah, to a greater degree, I do want to connect on communication for, for this like one last point, And it's the concept of uh, omnipresence. So uh, I, I really wanted to touch on that because I think I don't I don't know if there's another brand, at least in East Texas, that is probably that that is that has touched on this concept better than Stonewater. I really don't know. Outside of the lawyers that that you know the, the strong arm guys and the, the don't get hurt and all those like they, they they definitely you know they paint the town with all their stuff. But at least you know, but, but with Stonewater, I mean y'all are everywhere. You're on social media. There's always some kind of creative post. But in addition to that, there's there's going to be a sign in uh, every single yard. You're going to see that water droplet on uh, print media or at different events, y'all are everywhere. So this concept of omnipresence, just like no matter where you look, you're gonna see it. So like when you when you think about this concept of omnipresence, like how do y'all, how do y'all think about that strategically? And do you think about that strategically, especially when you're, you're breaking into new markets? Like I, I just kind of want to open that up. I know I'm kind of generalizing it to a certain degree, but um, could you touch on the, the value of being everywhere, of, of having that wide scale? Yeah, so some of the guys on my team may say there's no rhyme or reason to anything that we do, but, um, you know, it, it it's very much a strategic approach from the standpoint of there's so much that's changing in the uh, 
marketing industry as a whole that there's new stuff that pops up and it's really just getting at the forefront of it and keeping your ear to the railroad track of what opportunities are coming up next uh, whether it be you know people think that television advertising is oh you're just airing commercials but there's so much more opportunity you know we can take uh just hypothetically like a kltv they there's packages and opportunities that they have with their platforms that are constantly changing you know with over the top and streaming services and your presence there um, and it's really just again staying at the forefront and staying abreast of what's changing what's new coming to town like uh we got in a good position with the grand slam activation that we do um we got in with them before they even they had broken ground shortly thereafter after we get, got into an agreement with them but uh we've been with them since the beginning and have really seen a lot of uh significant roi off of just our commercials airing uh before the, the movie starts and those are those are excellent by the way those Thank are excellent you. so you to, to take the listener there you go into the movie right and you're like ready you got your popcorn you got your cola and then you're you know it, it's it's prior to previews and of course there's going to be some advertisements maybe or what have you and then next thing you know there's like a lightning strike and everything's like happening and super super cinematic and you're you're in this Next thing you know, it's like you're in the eye of a, of a tornado, but it's actually stonewater roofing backing you up just in case. And I just I want to highlight it because it's such a creative and, and um, reverse engineered idea because you made the media, you created the media so uh, it made it so cinematic that I didn't feel interrupted at all. I felt like it was part of the show. <laughs> that was so. kind of the intent. So we. We specifically bought that slot, you know, um, to be the last thing that people see before the movie starts. And so we, you may not even notice it, but we, what helped make the mind transition that way was we buffered it with a standard motion picture association rated SW. Stonewater, and it was built out the, the text and everything. The font was exactly the same as like your standard green and white letter, uh, you know, motion picture association warning before the uh, trailer starts. And uh, and then it rolls right into that commercial. And I've been sitting in the movie theater before I was with my son. We were actually seeing the, the Star Wars that came out last. And these guys are sitting in front of us and you hear one of them lean over and go, what's the Stonewater movie? I was like, oh, well, at least he got the name right. I didn't realize it was a roofing company ad, but, you know, I'll take that any day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll go to school and be like, man, I can't wait to see that Stonewater movie. And they'll be like, man, that's a roofing company. And a little uh, a little backstory there. So our original TV commercial that we put out had the uh, emergency alert, alert warning, the really annoying, like, and we had that and, like, this fuzzy screen and, like, EAS weather alert and then it goes into that commercial that you saw and when we submitted it to all tv stations all cable everything was in place and then when they you know the guys that are in the back room that the cave of the tv station that actually upload the commercials and put them in place they're like uh y'all may want to take a look at this and we had to take that off of our uh of our commercial because they said it was going to uh incite fear in people because we use the same frequency that the EAS alert was at. And so instead of fighting that battle, I just, we took it off. So yeah. I, I, uh, we've had a lot of success out of that. That one thing we're actually getting ready to, we're in uh, production right now for our next one and it'll be just as awesome. The sequel. That's great. And I, yeah, I, I hope people are taking notes on that uh, as you listen, because, you know, the, you know, there, that's not to say that Stonewater is the only ad, you know, in that place, but it's the only ad that I remember because everything else is going to be a 2D flat image that was phoned in that has nothing to do with anything about what that person is experiencing in the theater or even cares about. So it's really important to reverse engineer your creative and really take somebody through an actual experience if you actually want it to 
induce a return on investment. People think about ROI all the time with marketing, but don't put the legwork into the actual work that they're putting out there for their brand. It's like I told people before is, you know, when it comes to whether it's a commercial on TV or a piece of video content, if you're, if you have a restriction of time, like you do with TV commercials, whether it's 15 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever, that's your piece of real estate on that broadcast platform. So you're going to wipe your butt with something, you know, subpar, or you're going to put, you know, back up that piece of content to support the amount of money that you're going to have to be putting into those spots to get it out there to the people uh, and have it get the saturation that you want. Otherwise you're just, you know, burning money. Yeah. Yeah. Back in that envelope. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's the same, right. same concept with events. Like I tell people with, if you got a, uh, a an expo space, uh, you've got that 10 pin space that's your piece of real estate you either deck it out like a the Taj Mahal or throw a couple of plastic chairs there and you know sit down it's it is what you make it that's the same approach we have really with all of our our marketing activations yeah well said well said because you do know how to deck out a a booth i'll tell you that um all right so uh want to be want to be uh sensitive time here we got to jump into community aspects so um real quick on community so i want to jump into kind of a the, the timeliness before we go into more of the community work that that stonewater has done as a company so uh you know it's june as we record this and uh, June 2020, specifically in 2020, has started off with a crazy bang. I mean, January and February were moved, but what are we, what even happened in January and February uh, when, you know, we consider the impact of coronavirus on every single business um, across the nation? So many are, you know, going out of business. A lot of people are still not working, all that. Everybody knows the doom and gloom of the news as is as it, uh, regarding uh, COVID-19. So uh, as a, as a CMO yourself of a, you know, top 100 roofing company, um, how does a roofing company that, that, that typically it's, it's well known that roofers, they knock doors. That's how you, that's how you generate revenue. It's about the number of knocks that you can make. Um, as far as I understand, right. what happens then? Did you put everybody, did you give everybody a mask? What, you know, how, do, how does a, how does a Stonewater um, navigate such a, a crazy scenario? Uh, take us into that uh, decision-making process and, and what you guys put together. Yeah, well, first and foremost, it all it always comes down to our sales staff. Um, you know, even if they couldn't knock on a door, uh, again, their efforts of fostering relationships, even on some of those uh some of those houses of old that may have said no they weren't interested at the time but being able to reach back out to them during you know the most recent storm and say hey you know we've uh we've got some some data here that shows that uh your home may have been damaged uh, we just wanted to reach out to you yada 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 and got our uh inspections scheduled that way um and also we launched uh remote roofing by Stonewater. Uh, we actually got that trademark, but it's basically the entire roofing process from, um, you know, engaging with our front office staff, be it through phone or text. Uh, the texting capability has just exploded for us. Uh, we're now able to take uh, payments direct through text message and uh, we gain our reviews all through uh, our internal software that we use to communicate direct with the customer, which also gives us a complete paper trail of the entire communication with that customer. So if, say, a salesman uh, goes all the way up through the process right before the roof goes on and he gets sick, somebody else is there to step in and look at that thread and say, okay, this is where we're at in this process. Mr. So-and-so, this is what we're doing and moving forward next. This is where you're at in your, in your project. So um, that has worked out huge. And then again, the, the homeowner has only really only has to come in contact with anyone um, or see someone they don't have to come in contact with them even is when the guys show up to put the roof on. Um, 
all contracts, e-docs, uh, we e-sign everything. And uh, it's it's basically a digital turnkey setup that we have that's proven to be uh, very successful. And for the month of April, I believe, was our record month since the inception of the company. And uh, not one door was knocked. Um, and we did very, very, very well uh, during, during those months. And we were very blessed to be in that position um, while so many others were uh, struggling, having a hard time. Uh, Stonewater was proactive from that standpoint of trying to position ourselves. So while we knew that things were effectively working on a marketing standpoint, that told us that we didn't necessarily have to spend what we normally would on television advertising or other areas that we would spend our marketing dollars. We, we could attribute those towards uh, nonprofits in town or different things that organizations that were directly helping those that were affected by the COVID-19, be it layoffs or uh, shutdowns or severe uh, loss in business, whatever uh, we could do to help them, we were uh, we made ourselves available. Um, so it's, uh, again, it's been an interesting ordeal to say the least, um, but we're uh, very blessed to be in the position that we're in. And all of that is, of course, attributed to uh, this community of East Texas. Yeah, I mean, that's congratulations on that success. That's amazing. Um, you know, there, you know, dark cloud, you know, some clouds have a silver lining, you know, depending on what it is. And, you know, it's it's not just the, the company, you know, it's it's great that it's, you know, the company's success, that's, that's a good thing. We should be celebrating success, even if, you know, we're, we're going through a, uh, a difficult time because, you know, the company's success is every individual underneath that company's success. And that's, that's a, that's a wonderful thing that you're able to innovate and position yourselves, um, where you can still do business. Um, and, you know, for the end consumer, the end customer, I mean, it sounds like an amazing experience for them as well, because they don't have to get some stranger walking up to the door. I mean, as, as nice as I'm sure those salespeople are, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, if, if, if they can, if they can, if you can create that type of seamless experience for the customer, another, um, what this has illuminated uh, is the importance and how how prepared every business needs to be to go remote in a split second and how that technology can actually help your business um, even if you know your hand is forced in that in that regard was, was this something that was was this something that was in development or did we you- actually rolled it out last year and had been doing it doing business that way since last year um, the uh, the uh, it didn't have as much appeal until until COVID happened, where people were like, "Okay, I don't want to talk to, touch, see anybody." Um, I mean, we had family members that didn't want to hang out with each other just because of you know the fear of getting the disease. So I can only imagine some rando coming and knocking on my door, you know, wanting to sell me a roof. Um, I probably wouldn't even get that far to figure out what they were there for. I just wouldn't have answered the door. But, um, you know, it was, uh, again, it's it's worked out well in our favor. And, you know, for me personally, putting the, having the right members of the team to execute it and make it happen, um, that's that makes a difference in my job. Yeah. So uh, you, you touched on, you know, how you're kind of – that how – this success uh, that that Stonewater's been able to experience this year has uh, led your team and your company to figure out what you can do to give back to the community. You want to highlight some of those stories for us? You know, what are what are those things that Stonewater's doing uh, above and beyond what the what the normal like cash donation might be? What are some of those things that uh, y'all y'all are doing to ensure that y'all are playing an active part and active action based role in the community yeah well there's uh i think the biggest part is being able to partner with uh companies organizations that are already in the position or in the space of helping within a certain sector so we could just take a path for instance um you know path helps feed uh something like a hundred thousand families a year for smith county um 
but just hypothetically, if we take an, a sponsorship with them, but we're able to take some of the line items of that sponsorship and change them into something where, excuse me, Stonewater is able to have a, a direct activation within the community, such as uh, allowing Stonewater to employees to come and help distribute food or um, other opportunities to where we can, uh, you know, offset some costs for the local police department or fire department uh, for them to have the, uh, the tools that they need to do their job. Um, you know, it's, it's really just taking a unique approach uh, to different opportunities, different sponsorships and making it a custom package so that the Stonewater brand can be physically active rather than, okay, for the sponsorship, you get your ba your name on a banner and you get, you know, this, this, and this. We'll take all that away if you let us come out and do A, B, and C. That's direct engagement, again, back to the face-to-face -face engagement um, within the community. And nine times out of 10, that puts us in the eye of the media, which it's, then turns to earned media. Um, so, I mean, there's a I'm not going to give away all the all the goods, but there's there's a lot of different ways that any brand, regardless of what your marketing budget is, can reattribute opportunities or rework opportunities that are currently available in this community. That if you show your willingness as a company that you're wanting to help organization A, and we have this much to contribute, we would like to be able to do A, B, and C. The majority of those nonprofits are going to say, yes, whatever you want to do, just help us out. And from there, it's just all about creativity, which is where myself and my team are very blessed. Yeah, that's excellent. That's excellent. Does that make sense? What's that? Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And I hopefully, you know, I want to encourage uh, the listener to, te you know, to really pay attention to the last little paragraph, because I don't know how much, uh, you know, insider knowledge I can get out of Trent, you know, without, you know, paying for it. So uh, or, or getting him fired, so to speak. So uh, th there's a lot of gold that you bring Aaron. We know this. What was that? Job security is a big thing nowadays. <laughs> exactly. Kind of important. I think there's, you know, you know, if, if you were to rewind that a few times and really pay attention and really think critically about what you do as a business owner, uh, what you do even as an employee to bring this up, if you're a, if you're in marketing to bring this up to your president, CEO, what have you, um, it's 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 something that you can really take and say, okay, how can I do this in my context? Because it's, um, you know, it's going to pay dividends and. Not not only if, if you know you you get earned media or or these other types of uh, these other types of um, marketing out of it, um, it's also the right thing to do. It's also just a good thing to do as a person, you know, to engage with your community in that way. Um, it just That's turns out reward, man, is being able to. You know, I worked in the television business for 13 years and covered the doom and gloom. But there's also those few times that I got to cover, you know, a child being reunited with its mom. And that was probably the most gut riching, heartwarming story I ever witnessed firsthand. But even the small things like being able to. Uh, we went and gave uh, toys to kids that were in the hospital over Christmas and, you know, seeing some of these kids light up over a Star Wars toy that was $13 at Target, you would have thought we rolled a cart of gold bars in there because he, he was just ecstatic because he'd been cooped up in that hospital room forever. And, you know, the reward firsthand again, that's while the, the marketing aspect of it and all that, it, it genuinely can humble you if you're able to get out there and physically do these kinds of things. And you don't even have to be a marketing director to go out and do good for people. Um, you know, anybody can can do this kind of stuff. And it's I encourage anybody to do it just for the sake of, you know, getting to experience in that experience that at least once in your life of doing something good legitimately for someone else that you have no vested interest in and make their life better and see that mindset shift the frown to a smile and you know that's the yeah. reward 
And people totally. remember that by way, you know, subconsciously through the brand being involved. Excellent. Excellent, man. That's, that's awesome. Um, so let me, let me ask you about, let me ask you about, uh, we're, we're going to switch the company to kind of bring it, bring it all together a little bit. So the third C company communication, community building, and now company, um, you know, we're being rocked in a lot of ways. There's so much uncertainty in the market. It's an election year. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff going on. Um, what do you think businesses should do to get the most mileage out of their marketing spend at this point? Like what, what would you, what, what, what do you, what do you think, you know, is a good general thing for any business to do kind of outside of uh, roofing, kind of just put on your general marketing guy hat, you know, and speak to the, to the local business owner or maybe a freelancer, or maybe it is another, you know, uh, business that's been humming right along, you know, what, what is something that, that they can do in the next six months that could, that, that, that they should focus on? I honestly think it depends on what industry they're in because, you know, there's, there's some that if I was a CMO of their, their company that I would be, I'd be holding a little tight to my advertising dollars. However, just like the one thing that you can want, well, I can't say that definitively. What I was going to say is right now, the advertising rates through, uh, well, it's not so much anymore, but back when this first started, lots of advertisers dumped out of the advertising, the marketing uh, space, so to speak, just because they weren't sure how consistent that cash flow was going to be given the climate. And because of that, a lot of top tier advertisers dumped out or started freezing those monies, which left a giant gap for these broadcasters to fill with ad space. And when broadcasters get desperate, I know from working with them forever, when they get desperate, they start slashing prices like Walmart. And if you're able to get back in and come up with, again, get creative with uh, with your advertising dollar or what you want your brand to look like or how you want it to appear, you build your own proposal. You take it to them and you say, this is what we want to do. This is how much money we got. Um, can we do it? And if you find those uh, those outlets, those platforms that are in need of uh, an extra spike that month, it's kind of like a... I don't want to say it's like a crapshoot because it's really a, a lot safer bet than that, but you're, you'll be in a probably wind up being in a good place. Um, but again, it really just comes down to what what industry they're in. I would, uh, you know, I would do as much as you can in house, even if you just have your own cell phone. Make your videos. Have your friend that works for another uh, company within a uh, partner or sister industry or something like that, come over to the office and y'all have a open discussion like you and I are doing. And, you know, we could be still getting the same message across with one cell phone camera aimed at both of us in the same room. Um, so I think that's a lot of things that people forget that they have the opportunity to, to advertise live for free or even not live. They can record it and post it for free every single day through all of the social media platforms that there are. I would maximize that as much as possible. And uh, that's that's if you can't get elsewhere on standard terrestrial media, such as radio, TV, print, outdoor, over the top, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's uh, it's it's been interesting to see who has done what from a marketing standpoint. There's been a lot of, uh, it's been interesting to see the car dealerships, you know, they're the number one buyer um, as far as uh, ad space goes and uh, them and lawyers. And it's been cool to see the new content that they've rolled out and their new approach to uh, showcasing how they're pivoting, you know, in the, t in the times of this COVID-19 garbage. And, uh, you know, it's. Do you, do you have any of those that, that come to mind that, that maybe I could, I could look up? Cause I haven't. I, yeah, uh, there's a, I don't spend a lot of time on TV, not to say that it's, you know, not watching to make sure that our commercials are airing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Hyundai dealership, uh, Pelche does it, but they do, they went back and they spent, I mean, this commercial had to have cost them at least 
five, eight grand to produce. And it was like these beautiful shots of these dudes <laughs> wiping down the steering wheel and in their gloves and doing the whole sanitation treatment. It's important stuff that, you know, again, they're trying to show people, hey, it's still safe to come shop for a vehicle. Um, we're cleaning these these vehicles are going to be cleaner than they were when they came from the factory before you test drive it. But they went back and produce. I mean, there's heavy production value in these spots that they made. And, you know, again, they're blessed to have that marketing budget to be able to afford that. But again, the fact that they had the, the wherewithal to say, we've got to make it known that we are still here. We are, uh, we are we are pivoting given the you know the current circumstances with the scare and uh still encouraging people and showing people that they can get a great deal with our company our product our service what have you yeah yeah being mindful of the climate super super important yeah um well man i think it's great great conversation i really appreciate you being on the on the show today um it's always great to to hear and pick your brain on on these different concepts um because you you definitely have a uh wealth of experience and creativity so uh man congratulations on all your success on stonewater success looking forward to seeing you know we're gonna have to come back you're gonna have to come back next time when, when stonewater's in the top 50 and uh we'll, we'll see how that one goes uh, that, that'll be that'll be fun. Yeah, man. We'll uh, we're on track, so we'll see what happens. But I, I appreciate you. Appreciate all you do. And uh, yeah, glad to thank you again for having us on. Not a problem, man. All right. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and definitely give a like to uh, give a like to Stonewater Roofing on Facebook. Uh, because who knows, you might you might be the winner of some Dallas Cowboy tickets or a can of chili one day. So. Hey, <laughs> you weigh the value there. I take the can of chili right now. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. I may be partially biased, but yeah. Thanks again, Aaron. Not a problem. Go